welcome. Everything is fine. This is a good place podcast. Brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. And this is Everything is Fine, a podcast dedicated to the former hit NBC TV show, The Good Place. They do an episode. We do an episode. That means... After this episode, uh, we're walking through the door. Was it, wait, was it a formerly a hit show or was it formerly a show and it's still a hit? I'm confused by your statement. The show's over. You know. Formerly a show. Formerly For, a show. Formerly a show. Not, not a show. Not, yeah, not a show, not a show, <laughs> but we are a show still for this episode and this episode only. If you catch us uh, after, like, you're just like, oh, hey, look, the good place. I've been streaming it. And it's, I don't know, 2023. And you say, I wonder if anybody did a podcast about this and you found us. You can go to Facebook, search Everything is Fine, and read through a bunch of really cool discussion uh, from a group that was called the Maximum Derricks. And I love how I'm speaking about this in the past tense, like I'm from the future. But yeah. everybody just talked about it, and it was awesome. And we had a great, uh, you know, banter and, good, and a lot a of good, good time. relationships. Tim, Tim, hey, can you, how many Jeremy Baramies has it been for you, Tim? Oh, at least 472. Yeah, can you check up on 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 future Jules? Can you see? make sure he's all right? And make sure Kevin hasn't gone crazy yet. <laughs> or if he has, hasn't killed Tim yet. <laughs> I know that's coming. All this stuff is likely that I'll be I will be killed. Uh Jules was in the ER this week, so he could be walking through the door any moment. Nobody knows. Uh but yeah, go to Facebook, search Everything's Fine, you'll find us, and it's been fun. And you can go to Instagram at Everything's Fine Podcast and on all other social medias at Nerdy Things Pod, because even in 2023, we'll probably be doing something. www.nerdythingspod.com. Hey Jules, do we have a review? We do. We have a new review over on iTunes. So if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, you could just go over there, leave us a hopefully five star review and uh, we'll read it. Well, no, we won't. (laughs) (laughs) This is the last one. We're going to read, but we'll read it. We'll we'll do follow up episodes where we just read reviews. Yeah, there you go. If there's 20 plus reviews. We'll review the reviewers. Yeah, there you go. But this one's from Karen S.A. Karen Saw. Uh, Great podcast. Gave us a five star review. Great mix of humor, insight, and of course, out of context quotes of the week. Love the format and the interesting conversations. Thanks for keeping me entertained as I watch this fantastic show. Thanks, Karen. So, Jules, how much did you have to pay Karen from San Antonio to write us that (laughs) review? Oh, man, that's my cousin. Uh, There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Jules is reading this like, sa, sa, not to make it so obvious. Oh, boy. Uh, But even even, uh, she knows, as probably 90% of of our reviewers know, that out of context quotes the week is where it's at. Um, so normally we, we start off the episode by calling back to last episode, but I'm going to switch it up as I do sometimes. And I'm going to say, did you guys prepare for or participate in, Hey, we just got somebody asked to join the group and the show's over. That's awesome. No, we've, we've had out. like two. No, no, it's we'll over. let you, we'll let you in, uh, Gustav. <laughs> um, listen, did you guys prepare for or participate in the show any differently this week than you normally do? Or was it just normal routine? I mean, we're recording a little early, so everything's a little abnormal, but you know. <sighs> You know, I'm, I was kind of mad. I saw somebody from my city post a picture or post a thing on Instagram, Insta story, that they had a, a watch along at a movie theater. Why was I not informed of this? 
I didn't even go. I mean, I was sick, probably couldn't go, still kind of contagious, but I would have liked to have thought about going. So I'm kind of sad. Yeah. I mean, that's a failure on your part there. Jules. Yeah. I, I, I asked them and they were like, I didn't even know either. A friend invited me and they were going to watch the whole episode and then they showed the whole, you know, after episode thing. And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that, that would have been cool to watch with other people. That's a once in a bear me experiment uh, experience. You, you yeah, really yeah. you missed out. Yeah. Oh, well, next bear me. <laughs> I watched the episode live. Like with commercials and everything. Ew. How? On Hulu, Hulu Live, TV, oh, whatever they okay. call it. Yeah. Okay. How he was there when they filmed it. <laughs> no, like seriously, I don't remember. I mean, outside of sports, I don't remember the last time I watched a live TV show. And I said, you know what? I want to be a part of this as it's going on. And I watched it and I suffered through commercials and it was kind of fun. See, I watch it on um, the NBC.com, whatever, mm-hmm. and they still give me commercials, uh, but I just, like, mute them, so. That's terrible. That's stealing. What? <laughs> if you're not participating in the commercials, you're thieving. That's the, right. The That's thing. exactly right. Oh, no. uh, some okay. bad place type stuff right there. All right. Uh, Kevin, anything to add, or should we just uh, skip right ahead to the reason why everyone listens? Let's skip ahead. The one reason outside of us who are awesome, the last and final edition, so go as Uh, long as you want, of the best segment in the history of all podcasting. That includes Dax and Monica's fact check. It it includes Justin Long and his brothers. Well, that happened. And you name every other segment in podcasting, we beat it. Everybody knows it. It's not even a question. Everybody agrees. Out of context. Quotes of the week. Jules, kick it off. See, if I don't do this, will like it won't be over if I don't start it. No, it'll still I, I be over. I don't want it to be over. Yeah. No? Okay. Janet lives in all times. She's experiencing sure. it all. So just go. I put out the forks and knives the way kings and queens do it. Close to the plate. <laughs> Thanks for being a great dad, son. <laughs> um, hey, oh, time to go nuts because I brought donuts. <laughs> that would have gotten a great laugh. Right. And I'm really glad I filmed you having sex. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah. All right. I have uh check yourself, Rando. <laughs> I will never, ever, 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 ever. Ever, 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 admit that. I'm so glad you put that one down because I totally didn't count the right amount of evers and I know you would. Yeah, I had to go back several times. I'll never forget this night until I walk through the door and dissolve into nothing. Are ghosts racist? And then I tried to brush my teeth with my cat. <laughs> mm. And then finally, I hooked up with Alexander the Great, and it was more like Alexander the Fine. Ooh, burn. <laughs> the marshmallow cat is inside. That's what I wrote? <laughs> Slow down over there, Daniel Day-Lewis. 
<laughs> you always make dinner for me, so this time I wanted to make it, and real talk, it didn't go great. <laughs> You're so sad. I can tell because you have the same looks on your faces that all my teachers did when I raised my hand in class. <laughs> At least he knows. Wait, so I can never tell a woman to smile? What if she's legitimately prettier if she smiled? Aren't I oh helping my her? Oh, God. Oh, Tahani! I haven't seen you since I exploded into goo. I didn't get any me on you, did I? <laughs> I'm glad I left I'm, that one for you. I mean, Aristotle is basically John Stamos with a beard. Yeah? Wait, hmm. can we eat words? Because I asked Janet about this. <laughs> She knows what she wants. Cocaine and self-pleasure. Uh, let's see. It's, uh, it's not working because you're looking. Stop looking. Oh, God. <laughs> Man, fire squids are heavy. I'm going to be a real boy, Pinocchio. Goodbye, fire squid. Hello, silver fox. <laughs> and finally... Shut up, Glenn! <laughs> and that has been out of context quotes of the week. Kevin, give us the extra three recaps that we got going on here. All right. So this was the episode where everybody is uh, doing what they do. The good place is working. Everybody is starting to arrive there, and we're we have literally forever together. Uh, and. Then Jason decides he's done. He's played the perfect game of Madden. There's no reason to keep living. So he's going to walk <laughs> through the door. And it's like dominoes after that. Several Baramis later, we have Tahani, who decides she's going to go. We have Chidi, who decides he's piecing out. Uh, you've got uh, Mindy St. Clair, who's going to go through the whole rigmarole of, of the process. Michael wants to go through the process. And finally, Eleanor nopes out herself. <laughs> That's it. Michael. All right. See y'all. All right. Yeah. Bye. Whenever. Yeah, that was fun, guys. See ya. You know, have, have a great <clears throat> life. Um, Michael might be a great demon turned good guy, but he's a terrible songwriter. He is. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Take, that. take away from the episode. Terrible songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> or is it that he doesn't have a whole lot of creativity? He does have a lot of creativity, but not in that. That songwriting way, that music way. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't have the life experience. Quite literally, he's never uh, been alive. You know, like he's not. True. He hasn't ever been on a bender. He hasn't ever gotten hit. You know, in a car accident. He's never like he's never had the human condition. So he well, doesn't that know have, have anything to pull from. True. His his ideas are all too broad. He doesn't have specific stories to tell. It's more about the mystical marshmallow cats and the rainbows. It sounded the, like a Beck ostensible, song. It, oh, I was thinking exactly True. the same thing. <laughs> Wait, is Beck a fire squid? Wouldn't is, put it past him. Is Beck Michael? <laughs> uh, I love how the four humans have taken the place of Doug Forsett on the wall. I, I thought that was that. a really cool touch. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and Chidi is teaching a book to a guy who wrote the book. And when the guy who wrote the book wants to offer feedback, Eleanor tells him to check himself. And it's the greatest thing. <laughs> yeah. He wrote it, but he still has to check. Himself. It's such an Eleanor thing to do, though. It was totally because she's so at this point, too. She's so worships Chidi. I mean, it's definitely a, a mutual relationship. Like he loves her just as much as she loves him. But she is in such worship of his 
smartness at this point. Of everything? Yes. Yeah. Maybe? Of his yeah. everything? She, yeah. everything? She wants his everything. Well, why was that guy in there in that class anyways? <laughs> like if if someone was teaching a class about something I did, I would've been like, "No, I'm okay. I'm out of here." I feel like it was part of the intro to the Afterworld series that Chidi <laughs> makes everybody go through. Mm. Maybe because he was talking specifically about how, you know, death creates excitement in life so i think it's how they transition people into the afterlife and get them kind of their expectations set so they understand what the door is and how they should use it and all that stuff absolutely mm. yeah i yeah. think that's a, a fair interpretation all right so this episode as kevin kind of pointed out in his uh recap it's split up into kind of four segments so we're gonna we're gonna be in the jason story now uh when we learn that the Council of the Afterlife is an interesting group. And Vicky seems to be doing a really good job, but she is way too serious about teaching new actor demons. And Sean will never, ever, 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 you get the point, admit that it's going well. Who? Yeah. I You know what? I love him. I'm glad he didn't sabotage things. I was really, really like, I thought that's where this was going to go. Yeah, I have to agree. I, I, I'm glad. Well, well, we'll get into what we thought about the episode later, but well, I am glad that Sean didn't turn. I think it was it was nice for Sean to be a willing participant in all of this. But I'm also glad that Sean never changed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right and that would have been end. an easy it would have been an easy device to keep the show going if they wanted to go another one or two seasons like that could have been the easy pivot. Like, sure. no, I'm just kidding. I'm not going with y'all. Let's keep this up for another you know 10 episodes or whatever but yeah I'm, I'm glad he's he's okay with it and he's happy with it even though he won't admit it right and a lot of time has passed and janet and jason are still together they wake up in bed together and they're so like they have this look of contentment on their face even though they demonstrate in that moment that they're so different janet wants to pretend she tries her hardest to be like yeah i don't, I don't know what time it is I, I shut off that part of my brain i really haven't known no i can't i have to know it's 10 42 and <laughs> it hurts her not to know everything and jason's like man i'm really surprised when i know anything but <laughs> they've still made it work for all these baramies they're still so happy you can see it right there it's it's pretty cool their relationship wasn't it so nice to see them like to come into them waking up being together and finally like at peace like at rest mm. like that was one of the first times you see them too just like okay we're not running we're not doing anything here we are we're just enjoying each other and i was like wow damn this is over <laughs> like it, that was like one of the one instances the many instances that happened where it's like man okay this is it oof and it was cool that you can see the janet obviously has freedom in this part of the world like she does answer people's hey janet but i think it's by choice because she obviously clearly has the ability to just lay there in bed with yeah. jason too so it's nice to see her have some free will in this whole thing and not just be a question and answer person or a get me a coca-cola bottle rocket mm -hmm. spaceship right cat whatever <laughs> And they did say later on that there are other Janets, so she's not the only one, so she could just do whatever. 
Yep, but uh, Jason's got plans today. He's got big plans. Oh, dip! Donkey Doug is back. And <laughs> they're playing Madden. And they're playing Madden in front of a stadium full of people watching Jason sit in the middle of a football field in a freaking, like, teenager's gaming chair throw the final pass to throw for like 8,000 yards, kept the other team the negative 300 rushing yards. <laughs> he played the perfect game of Madden and the crowd goes wild and Donkey Doug's like, that's my son. That's my son right there. And it's it's nice to see them together. Yeah. It was sweet. Ugh. It only took him 443,000 uh, tries to make it happen, though. Well, hey, you know what? That's dedication. Not, and yeah, you, that was the one thing that he was dedicated to, <laughs> playing Madden. Definitely dedicated to Madden. But you can see it on his face right after that, like, oh, what am I going to do now? And so he decides to go back and make spaghetti, and it turns out not so good. And he sets the plates like kings and queens. And I, and I, that's interesting that that was the moment that Janet knew. Like you could see when she when he was showing her the spaghetti that she was a little bit suspect. But when he talks about putting the silverware out, she just has this look on her face and she's like, oh, dip. Yeah. And she says, oh, dip. Uh, up to that. Pl- like, up to that point, it's been fingers or plastic wear. So she knew. <laughs> <laughs> so Jason brings every well, Janet brings everybody to the old neighborhood. And Jason an- announces that he is ready to move on, ready to walk through that door. And at this point, we still don't really know what that means. I know other people have done it, but we don't we haven't seen it yet. But before they go. They want to throw a raging party where there's going to be dancing and food and music. Of course, some DJ music. And guess what? He's still awesome. He is. <laughs> and everybody's yeah. so psyched. Like, everybody's having a great time. And Jason's having, I would say, the time of his life, but that's not even an applicable statement the here. The time of yeah. his afterlife. The <laughs> time of his, of, of his afterlife. And he's bringing out dance dance resolution and everybody gets down and it is a fitting end to the existence of jason mendoza that dancer team wasn't too bad i was like okay it was all right okay i mean everyone was okay jason looked like he had a two-hour lesson a week ago um (laughs) but but that's okay that's all right he 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 yeah i think they did like a zoom in they did like a zoom in on his feet and I'm like, well, his feet aren't really doing anything here. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get what you're trying to go for, but like he's, well, he's okay. Hey man, Manny, but, was, um, Manny was fine. Yeah. Like, like I, last week I predicted that it would be Janet because she knows so much that she'll be the first one to want to leave, but it was like total opposite where it was Jason. So I was like, wow, that's crazy that. He he feels super fulfilled already. Well, he's the like, simplest okay. of the group. Like I, yeah. I, I said this while watching it with Jenny, that she was surprised too. But he doesn't have the same capacity for desire and fulfillment that the others do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like true. I, I did figure he'd be first. I figured that Janet would never go through, and and you know, I, everything in between. I I kind of could have guessed at, but didn't couldn't because I was crying. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because I would have thought that Jason would have been the last for that very reason, because I figured he would have been entertained the longest. But excellent observation by you, Kevin. And and Jason, the others are trying to understand because they're clearly not there yet. What, how did he know? And 
course, he makes a profound statement about the air inside of his lungs being the same as the air outside of his lungs, just peace and calm, with which Chidi relates to. Or it's like when you think a jalapeno popper is going to be too hot, but it actually ends up being the first, the, the perfect temperature. And of course, Eleanor gets that one. So Jason can speak to all audiences. I, he, I don't know how he does it. I understood that one, though. Sometimes you see like there's like a lot of seeds and it's like, oh, man, it's going to be super hot. And then you bite into it. and It's like, oh, well, OK, I could take that. But even after all these baronies, he's still the sweetest. He makes a necklace for Janet, which he then loses in the woods or a magic squirrel stole it. Not sure. Could have been. Could have I mean, been. Honestly, you don't yeah. know. Could have been brushing his teeth with his cat and, you know, left it there or whatever. <laughs> um, but. It's time for Jason to go, and, and he doesn't want uh, Janet to be sad, and he wants her to only remember. He want, First of all, he wants her to remember. That's like the most important thing to him, and I think that's really neat that he's just like, no, don't forget. Do other things. Be with Jason Momoa. Be with Laura Croft Tomb Raider. <laughs> when you marry like, Aquaman. Yeah, when you marry Aquaman, but don't forget about me. And and she says that she never could, and he, he wants to, well, just only remember the good stuff. And... And she says something that is, uh, I think, very important. Uh, there was no bad stuff. It was all good. Uh, she has no frame of reference. <laughs> but let's keep that statement in mind as we go forward. All right. On to Tahani's story. Ron Swanson is a hipster in the afterlife and yes. teach, teaches Tahani to woodwork. And it's amazing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Is he just playing himself? He's just playing himself. Nick, right? Yeah, Nick Offerman yeah. is a hipster in real life. Right, I know. <laughs> so, so, yes, this all but, checks out. But my question is, in that moment, is he, because they never said his name, they I was didn't. waiting for it, is he I'm, Nick Offerman or is nope. he Ron Swanson? He's Swan Ronson. I'm telling That's you. That's what I thought. There's yeah. no two ways about it. <laughs> but I love that. They probably didn't even tell him to do anything. They're just like, here's a chair, and, you know. <laughs> no. Work with it. They didn't, like. He didn't show up with a chair. He showed up and made brought, a chair. Yeah. <laughs> they made a chair. It, it's part of his process. Well, if I'm yeah. going to be in this, I'm going to have to fabricate the chair before I talk about it. Oh, it was so perfect because we've been asking. I, I think everybody's been asking about the Parks and Rec characters, but I think out of everybody, we wanted Ron Swanson. Let's be honest. And we got Ron Swanson and we got the best version of Ron Swanson. So I'm so happy about it. Just in time for Tahani's parents to arrive. And this is a big shift in the afterlife. Clearly, she's got along, gotten along great with her sister. They're on good terms. But for both of them, this is a very traumatic thing. And they can rest easy because the Alja Mills are a family like they've never been before. Yeah. Yeah. Everything changed and they just embraced them as soon as they got there. And it's like they're both the sisters were like, what? Yeah, exactly. What is this? And they watched Home Alone together, which I thought was the coolest yeah. thing. <laughs> uh, the giant screening room in the giant mansion, and they just watch Home Alone, and they it's, sent them like a million teddy bears. And... It's just such a sweet, simple thing. Like Home Alone with your parents forever. I, I don't know. It's just it's weird. But on the millionth teddy bear, Tahani starts to realize that maybe I've experienced the best of everything i've accomplished everything on my list she calls the group in i mean she's installed a bathtub 
She learned to fly a helicopter. She's defused a bomb and she's trained pandas. What more can Tahani do? <laughs> Nothing. Anything? All of it? <laughs> yeah, literally anything. Um, but it's it's really cool in this moment that, you know, this is all that she's wanted. Her and her sister wanted. This is all that they wanted forever. And now they have it for eternity that their parents are sorry. They're saying sorry. They're giving them gifts and stuff. And then her sister's like, I'm getting kind of tired of mom and dad saying sorry. And it's like, yeah, you, you, you know, keep touching back on like if you have something amazing forever, it's not great all the time. You know, it's going to get boring or whatever. And um, also, I wanted to ask, like, how do we feel about Tahani being the only one not leaving? Like, is that, is that a good fit for her? Well, not leaving I, I, yet? Yet, I guess. Yeah, because she still has the option, huh? Exactly. Yeah, okay. You know, So if, she she comes out the ultimate winner. Eventually, <laughs> you're, you're going to run out of people. Like, heat yeah. death of the universe, there'll be no more humans. Eventually, everyone will percolate through to, to the good place. And eventually, everyone will walk through the door. So give it enough baramies and you're out. Hey, Derek touches on it later, but but yeah, Tahani has crossed everything off her list, and she even added something and 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 crossed it off because she and Eleanor stand in the hallway and have what is just a beautiful <laughs> testament to their friendship. First of all, uh, Eleanor looks so tiny next to Tahani. Like we oh, very yeah. rarely got that juxtaposition in yep. the show. They, they I, I don't know if it was the camera angle, but we never really got them next to each other in that way. And my goodness does she look like a tiny human next to the sexy skyscraper <laughs> but she she tells like, how she's her role model tani speaking to eleanor and that you know all of the great things that she's done and be able to do is because she was inspired by her and that she's got a rockin bod so she turned the tables on eleanor that was the last thing to cross off the list so clearly she's ready to go but she's not ready to go as jules pointed out she decided I have more to give and I've pretended to give my whole real life. And now I have the real opportunity if Michael will allow her to become an architect. Nope. No, humans can't do that. Except for she can because she's Tahani. <gasps> what? Not e I'm not even going to say her last name because at this point she is as famous as she's always wanted to be. She is Tahani. One name wonder. <laughs> So they, yeah, they take her into the uh, the good place, bad place together. They, they the place. pass it's the, the place. place. Yeah, there's a place. It wasn't that um, where they had uh, after school stuff and Saved by the Bell, or was that 90210? Uh, it must have been 90210 because it was the Peach Pit and Saved That's by the right. Bell. Yeah, so I think it, Peach I think pit. it was 90210. But they go to the place. Frogman still loving frogs. The doorman, uh, Chip <laughs> Driver is back there, still trying to learn life, not Oof. having a good time with it. Hard pass. Tahani reteams up with Glenn, and she is determined to start at the bottom. She goes get and gets the antimatter for everybody to drink, and uh, off she goes. So, um, yeah. Oh, and, and Michael gives her a present, which is so sweet. The bow tie. The I, bow tie. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now it's time for Chidi's story. He now loves garbage books. 
<laughs> the Da Vinci Code wasn't that bad, but comparatively to his philosophical books, I guess so. But I mean, on its own, maybe not. But it was the second book in a series where a made-up yeah. symbologist got into a <laughs> weird, true. life-threatening only he can solve it because he's going to reshape our understanding of the entire history of everything we knew. Yeah. The first one was, yeah. yeah. First one's better. And then sure. there were two or three other books. So hard pass. Do you guys think that he could have been a good symbologist? <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, because he would have been agonizing over what each symbol meant. <laughs> That's very true. In real life, yes, he would have been a disaster as a symbologist. But El <laughs> in the meantime, Eleanor, for 2,000 Baramies, has been conquering this really difficult book. And she is just so into all of it now. I mean, she wants to learn almost as much as Chidi wanted to learn in life. I mean, she is just so into it. And I, I think it's awesome. Yeah, she really has grown in her afterlife. Yeah, no question about it. So, but they're going to be late. They're going to get going. They've got dinner with friends at Tahani's Perfect Pizza Palace. <laughs> I mean, I love that Eleanor's roommates finally made it to the to the good place. It's it is it's kind of neat to see all these people who were flawed in their depictions on Earth mm -hmm. sort of, you know, rise rise to the top. I don't know. I still don't think they should have been there, but <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> hey, um, man, you didn't watch their, their tests. You don't know what they uh, did. Yeah, I guess. Right. Whatever. And some people are going to have an easier time of it than others. You know? Sure. I think it's awesome that in almost every case of, of people we saw come into the afterlife, we they, they kept their essence of themselves. Like, yeah. Eleanor's friends are still ragging on people. They're just not as mean about it. It's just yeah. all kind of good-natured now. Uh, Pillboy was still Pillboy, even though, you know, Donkey <laughs> Doug was still Donkey Doug. But you could mm -hmm. tell that there was a rightness about them, even though all these people have maintained their original personalities. And I think it's cool to, to see that not everybody has to be the same for us to be good or the best version of ourselves. Just be the best version of yourself. Yourself, but with good intentions. Right. Yeah. The show's always pointing out great stuff. Um, but you can tell during the whole dinner that while everybody else is just having a laugh riot, Chidi is just kind of along for the ride. Kind of like a boat without a rudder just sailing through the ocean his, waves. His light's gone out, yeah. For sure. And when they're talking about, about it with drinks after, you can see that Eleanor's starting to pick up on it, but it's when Chidi has the guts to say, you know, Shakespeare just went through the door. And that was like an what? anvil dropped from the sky. That was a heavy statement right there. <laughs> he made like, what'd they say, thousands of plays 4, after 000, that? Yeah. His 4, last 4,000 plays weren't as good as the ones he wrote oh. while on Earth. Did you see The Tempest 2? <laughs> there we no. blow again? Did was, you see that? I, I couldn't I couldn't think of the sub subtitle for it. I was going to say <laughs> Tempest Boogaloo, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, what so Eleanor, Eleanor can see the writing on the wall, so she needs to keep Chidi here. So of course, uh she goes to Michael and wants to bounce some ideas off of him. But before he has good ideas, she goes and calls Janet and she needs a highlighter, a bed with in the shape of a highlighter and then a sexy Val Victorian outfit because that'll do it. Oh, God. 
edible sexy valedictorian. Yes, that's outfit. true. Edible. Yeah. Sorry. What? What? If only he could eat words. Um, <laughs> but, but Michael thinks something a little more spiritual, so they decide to go back. I, I think this is kind of a, ni- a neat insight into what they did when they first got here, because apparently they, they all spent like a month in Athens, and Chidi showed them all around. So Eleanor wants to remind him of that, and back they go. And did you guys watch any of the after show stuff? With uh, Seth Meyers? Yeah. 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 It seemed like they were telling the truth, but lucky, you know, Eleanor, Chidi, and Janet, they got to go to Europe. Yes. To oh, yeah. yeah. That was not a green screen. stuck behind. Yeah. That's, and you, when, when I watched it the second time, I was looking at the lighting. I'm like, yeah, it's too good. Their special yeah, exactly. effects were never that good. So no. they definitely went mm-hmm. on location. Kristen Bell and William Jackson Harper and Darcy Carden all got to go to Europe. And... They had a nice little walk through Chidi's past, and I think as much as she wanted it to be something that kept him there, in the end, it was really nice for him to just kind of get this closure, you know, see the things that he loved, remind himself of the things that he loved, and then be okay moving on. Sure. But not before Eleanor basically begs him to stay, and he agrees because he's Chidi. It was the greatest guy. Worst thing she's ever done, begging him to stay. True. He's like, yeah, well, do, we'll do whatever you want, man. But, we'll do everything, you know. But she stay got there quicker than I thought she would. She like, did. I really, I, yeah. I thought we were going to get like, you know, 0.25 Baramis or, or something of him just being a mope. But it was dinner that night. Yeah. You know? But again, Good it goes her. through, it goes to show her growth because it was applicable to the book she had just conquered. She couldn't justify a moral reason why it was okay for her to ask him to stay. And it didn't take her that long to get there, like you said. And I just want to observe that Kristen Bell killed it this episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been watching her in movies and TV shows for years, and this might be the best I've ever seen her from a standpoint of just pure dramatic acting. It was... She was so emotionally connected. I think part of it's because of the relationship they had as as real people and the show. When a show ends, I think it's almost easier to bring that kind of thing out of yourself because you're so emotional already. But man, did she get me on a few scenes. I mean, I when whenever it comes to Chidi and Eleanor, I'm already emotional anyways because I'm on record as saying they're the greatest TV couple in the history of all of television. But their love story is so beautiful. And whenever it... I have to think about it coming to an end, man. I was all a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I cried my way through the whole episode. <laughs> Pretty much. It was just sad. <laughs> like there's no other way to explain it. All right. You- the only thing that might have been able to keep him there is if he had actually been able to eat words. When he thought Eleanor was saying that he could eat words for a second, you could see that glint in his eye. But he has decided to go, and they did one of the status devices, I think, in all of uh, film is when you do the silent happy party. You know, when, when yeah. you see oh, people that. being so yeah. joyful and smiling, and you're like, I don't know what they're saying, but look, because the words could never have the meaning that the expressions carry. Right. And, and it always when you know it's a goodbye and they're being so happy and you still don't know what they're saying. It's just so sad. And then he and Eleanor are sitting in the rattan furniture overlooking the sky and 
He's explaining to her the crashes of the waves and returns to the ocean. And she says, just leave before I say goodbye now and leave before I wake up. Crushed me. Yeah. Huh. And, and we didn't hear her say, and leave a sexy calendar of yourself in your place. <laughs> because she didn't no. even need to. He already knew. He knew. Yeah. So he, he goes knew. and, uh, Janet gives him the opportunity to sit at the bench as long as he needs to contemplate life, and he doesn't need it. He just goes through, and we're ready to move on, except, oh, dip! It's Jason! I'm, I swear to God, I was waiting for Jason to go, wait up, homie, as as he was getting close. And when it didn't happen, I'm like, oh, shit, Jason actually went through. And I had that half second of like, I was wrong because I was convinced that all four of them were, were going to go through at the same time. And and when Jason went first and we didn't see it by the, the law, the transitive law. Of, yeah, of, we didn't see it. You know, TV deaths and everything. I knew he was still there. And I had that moment where I was like, oh, crap, I was wrong. He's gone. And now Cheaty's gone. And then Jason came back because he's an idiot. He lost the necklace, but he loves Janet so much he couldn't give up on finding the necklace. And he found the necklace and waited like a thousand baramis for her to come back. And it wasn't hard because he just get to sit there and, you know, contemplate life and, and the reason for existence. Kind of like a monk. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? We've Well, first off, we've come full circle. Secondly, Janet is like 50 feet that way uh, forever. Like just... You spent thousands of years just wandering the woods. Just say her name once and she'll appear. <laughs> Valid. It's about the journey, though. It's, Valid point. It was no journey. He just he threw rocks. <laughs> the journey within himself. Dude thro threw so many rocks into a lake, it's now just called <laughs> a pile of rocks. <laughs> and let's be honest. When Jason says he sat there and contemplated existence... He just like hummed a few tunes, thought about Madden, <laughs> and imagined himself with Janet. Like that's pretty For much thousands all he did. of years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's it. He he accomplished what he set out to accomplish. He gave her the necklace, and it looks good on not a girl. And off he goes into the great beyond. So now we're into. I know I said about each individual each individual person, but. Now we're into the final story because as has been the case from the beginning, Michael and Eleanor's stories are intertwined. Yep. One cannot exist without the other. The yin to the yang. We reconvene where Michael is going to his council meeting, except, oh, there's no council. Just a judge coming out of the shower in her Friday Night Lights t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he so, didn't get the memo. What happened? I mean, he had the donuts, and they're going to go Got nuts. The donuts. He had the joke ready to roll. He didn't get to kill with it. So what happened? Well, everything is so fine that they don't even need to talk about it anymore. I mean, the afterlife is in autopilot right now, and the judge feels really good about it. But Michael, you can see, instantaneously realizes he doesn't have a ball to roll up the hill anymore. Yep. His Sisyphusian task is done. Yep. So he's like, I want to start. Well, let's start all over. Let's start from the beginning. I don't know if it's working out. <laughs> Sean was right. This is not. Yeah, Sean's <laughs> right. We got to start from the drawing board. Jet oh, fuel man. can't melt steel beams. 
<laughs> yep, got to figure that one out. Oh, there's so many mysteries in the in the universe. So, so what does Eleanor's life look like without Chidi? I mean, her entire afterlife has been centered around him. He was her answer. She was his answer. Clearly, the only answer is to watch their own porn on VHS. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, I'm which, so glad. Yeah, right. Which which brings her mind to Mindy St. Clair. And yep. she goes for a visit to Mindy's and meets Derek. Oh, my God. No, not just Derek. Maximum Derek. <laughs> he is yeah, maximum Derek. He is the Derek. most maximum. He is the most Derek he could be. Eternal Derek. Everybody <laughs> keeps acknowledging like it's a foregone conclusion that Janet is the most advanced being in the universe. Nope. <laughs> they were wrong. They were wrong. Derek is the nexus of existence at this point. Yes. He is both matter and not matter. And when everything is going to end, Jason is already there. He's the singularity. <laughs> Derek <laughs> is the singularity. There is nothing yeah. that we can conceive of beyond him. He is the alpha and the omega. He transcends <laughs> time. He, I just, I love the floating heads around his big, his bigger head. It, In martini he, glasses, mind you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was spectacular then to watch Mindy reboot him again. <laughs> we have been wondering where he is and what his story arc would look like. And I don't think there could have been a more fitting end to the guy with wind chimes for a penis to be the greatest being ever, but yet also subjected to Mindy's whim. Yep. <laughs> He is the most and least powerful. That is also (laughs) maximum Derek right there. (laughs) Uh, So Mindy's just there being Mindy. And Eleanor wants her to realize that she doesn't have to just be Mindy. There's more to life than cocaine and self-pleasure. She saw it in her. Mindy was rooting for Eleanor and Chidi. She saw the good. She can be the better Eleanor. Eleanor thought she was Mindy, but... Mindy can now be Eleanor if she'll just agree to go and take the test. And I think basically she's like, what the heck? But she didn't because she's been a lone wolf for at this point, an unimaginable amount of time. Yeah. Kevin's got a, a wolf howling at the moon t-shirt right? on. It's funny that you wolf. say lone wolf. This is the shirt from the, the hangover with the wolf pack. <laughs> oh, God. There it is. <laughs> So she she couldn't imagine putting her life in the hands of anybody else because she was given this gift where she controls her own destiny. And that's where Tahani comes in. So they go back to meet Tahani. Uh, Frogman is getting a little bored of frogs. But <laughs> Mindy wants to know, is Tahani ready to build a neighborhood? Because if she is, she's in. And it turns out that she is very close to being an architect, although... She's getting very close to becoming certified. <laughs> I, oh, God. Because, again, everybody in the afterlife becomes the best version of themselves. So Sean is right. still evil, but with good intentions. I guess. I mean, that was awesome. I He couldn't say anything without it sounding threatening or, yeah. or evil. And when it's so frustrating that he can't say it right, shut up, Glenn, because old old habits (laughs) die hard. Oh, so Janet brings Eleanor to the door, but she's still not ready. You know who he is, though? Michael. (laughs) I'm working on it, guys. Oh, wait, it's working. I'm leaving. 
bye. Oh, and he's just God. hiding behind a tree. Yep, but that's Michael. I, I <laughs> and mean, the frustration yeah. mounts. He can't get through the door that he created. No. Yep. Maybe if Eleanor gives him a piggyback, but fire squids oh. are heavy, and he's a six foot three lanky man, and she's a five foot one tiny woman, and it's not working. No. Oh, oh. God. It was too bad, too. I really was hoping for something, anything to happen for him, just because he's put so but, much time no. and effort into it. I know, but and, and but he's got nothing left for him. He he can't find a purpose. He, none of it is working. But Eleanor's got an idea. The judge is not really on board, but she really doesn't want to hear from the humans. Or well, mo- some of them are gone. She doesn't want to hear from those people anymore. And it's not that they're not great people. It's their tone, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we know. It's our tone. <laughs> so. Eleanor and Janet surprise Michael with his memorabilia from his human life to introduce him to the concept of him actually becoming a real boy, Pinocchio. For him going down, even with all the uncertainty that life holds, because Eleanor tries to scare him into possibly staying. She's like, dude, you go down there, you give up all control. Sean could, and this is still true, Sean could create a coup. Yep. Uh, yeah. Humans could stop coming through. The judge could, like, everything could happen, and he may not end up back there. The whole system could be changed by the time he gets to his uh, human death. But he's like, I don't care. That's the most human thing of all. Well, that and texting people that you're five minutes away when you actually haven't left the house yet. <laughs> right. I think it's kind of BS that he went down old. I mean, I get it. And I also wonder, like, why they let him keep his memories. I think he should have just gotten the right. whole human treatment. Like, reboot. Yeah, start from the beginning. Yeah, you're a baby. And then they fast forward and show us him in in his older years. That I'd be fine with that. But would it have I, yeah, been it would be as satisfying for him? I don't I don't know. I don't know that it's about satisfying. Like, I think getting to the afterlife, they should have shown us that, too. Like him just popping into existence should have been the last thing where he gets his memories back of all Mm. that all of that stuff. But he has the actual human experience that would have completed him. Mm. Yeah. If Tim's memory echoes were a thing, they are like they could have just. But they aren't. But if they were. Yeah. Yeah. If you know, if they were. Um, then he could have like been erased everything and then gone through the whole life. And then at, at some points in his life and like, Oh man, I kind of remember this. I don't know. Maybe I should do good choices. Maybe I should do good things. Goes to the good place, gets everything back. Guys, this is the last time we're going to have that fight about whether memory echoes exist. All right. But <laughs> so, so my, my take on it was that this was almost just his reward. He saved all of humanity. So it wasn't so it wasn't so much that he he wanted the I know he wanted the human experience, but it, I think it was so much better for him having the human experience, knowing that it's something he had been hoping for for nearly an eternity. I get it. But why go through the process if he dies when he dies and he goes to the, the afterlife and goes mm-hmm. through the whole thing? He like, how do you judge him? He well, they will erase his memory when he goes into the uh, the the test because that's what they do to everybody. They give him like the, the little bit of memory echoes, but they they start him <laughs> clean. So in this scenario, he gets to go through life enjoying it 
in the way that he's always hoped to enjoy it. And then he still gets to go through the test the same way everybody else does. But he's still, he, he if, if they do to, I mean, we're, we're making huge speculations here, but if they do to him what they did to everybody else, he'll still have all of his memories of having been Michael. It's not, not that all he's of them. It's just like hints of, of, of that stuff. Nah, you're wrong, but that's okay. Okay. <laughs> and you know, it would have been cool because of Jeremy Barry if he would have, if they would have sent him there and then he would have just popped out immediately, you know, back into the, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's just like, Oh, Hey, he's like, yeah, I'm really old now. <laughs> it's like, what, what happened? Yeah. That'd been cool. Yeah. Well, they do send him back. Frogman, um, like, was, like I said, was really starting to kind of get bored of frogs until Michael gives him the greatest gift he could ever bestow upon another human or another person, sorry, being, and that is a real life frog, which he fittingly names Mr. Jumpy Legs. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, yeah. I thought, <laughs> nope, you know what? Forget it. <laughs> oh my God. That's so good. But all right, regardless of what, what, what we think about how Michael's life should have happened, Janet set it up just right for him she's worried about him great scene from darcy carden she just it's they had become each other's only friends for a while yeah. each other's best friends they're the only two that really could relate you know the yeah. other humans could never truly relate on their level and they always took care of each other and now <sighs> he gets to go mm -hmm. so she gives him the right amount of money but makes sure that he thinks about stuff like his blood pressure because he's going to have real blood now and don't fall for the scam of car rental insurance because <laughs> it is just a scam oh boy and he michael goes down and he gets to live his life i mean he he gets to go to new year's parties and drop hot things out of the microwave and laugh hysterically at it and that's the moment that i'm talking about if they had taken away his memories he wouldn't have been able to mishandle the microwaved dinner and laugh about it with the joy of someone who's looked forward to that forever and ever <laughs> and then yeah. he even finally learns to play guitar from his real life wife right yeah i was like hey what mary steenburgen <laughs> awesome. do you guys know her story about her musical ability now? Have you guys heard that? No. Her musical ability? No. So if you ever watched, there's two movies that came out a while ago that she was in, Elf being one of them. And there was another movie, oddly enough, a Christmas movie when I was a kid where the toys came to life. I forget the exact thing. But she sings in both of them. And that woman can't uh, sing. She is like toned Toy down. Story. You're thinking of Back to the Future 3. No, not. But anyways, think about Elf, the scene in Elf where everybody has to sing, so Santa Claus is like, she can't sing. About five or six years ago, she, and I'm not going to get all the details right, but something like she fell in a pool and she hit her head. Oh. And she woke up with th her brain, and you've, I'm sure you've heard of stories like this. Yeah. Her brain interprets everything musically now. Oh. And she now is an award-winning songwriter. She wrote a song that won a Golden Globe this year and is nominated for an Oscar for Best Song of the Year. Was it cool. Old Town Road? I don't remember, but maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not. No, I'm kidding. She so she but no, it's it's she she won she wrote a nominated song and she's been writing songs in Nashville for several years now. And she learnt like learned instruments almost instantaneously and now she is a professional songwriter and when she was basically tone deaf before that kind of That's a cool thing kind of awesome wow. yeah 
So a little behind the scenes. We haven't done that in a while. So Eleanor, uh, it's time to go. Janet suggests a margarita. Step Brothers. Always. That was the movie. That wasn't the other movie I was thinking of, but okay. Fuck. Um, Anyways, always margarita time. Margarita. But she wants to know, and I thought, I think it was cool that she asked Janet a question about herself because people so rarely ask Janet questions about herself. What was, was the three greatest moments of their existence together? Number one, when Eleanor told them they were, should help everybody when they were on their earth, on earth, because that was like the game changing moment for the whole universe. Yep. When they got into the good place for real, which again supports my theory that they got into the good place for real, including Janet and Michael. And after that, an eight million way tie for every time she and Jason kissed. <laughs> well, yeah. Because he's just a really good kisser. He's no, because kisser. she has no frame of reference. We've been over this. Even Eleanor agrees that he probably was a damn good kisser. I mean, look. Why at didn't him, they all just is. like kiss once? Like just because. Um, like even like the the idea of like monogamy. Like, so what? <laughs> like what? It's the afterlife. Do yeah. everybody? Eleanor yep. and Tahani did kiss. In know, Seth Meyers' show. Yes, I was just going to oh, say yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, the Janet and and uh, and Jason and Eleanor and Chidi were just so in love with each other that monogamy monogamy was the way for them. So we looking into Michael's life. It's as human as he always hoped. He he learns, you know, to not to burn his hands. Learns to play music from his wife, and it's finally time for <laughs> Eleanor to go. And Janet is going to love watching her leave. So she turns into tiny balls of light that float away. And f- one of them falls on some dude at an apartment mailbox who then finds his way to Michael to return some mail that he was about to throw away. And he tells Michael to take it easy. And Michael ends the show <sighs> in the way that I guess is the only way. That we could the have ended way. this show. It's and he the says, I'll say this to you, my friend, with all the love in my heart and all the wisdom in the universe. Both things true. Take it sleazy. Fremulon. <laughs> Fremulon. Man. Yeah. So, so there was some debate on like what yeah. it was that you know you got turned into when you walked through. Um, some people said it was like a conscience nope. he became conscience nope from somebody else uh, in the in the real world and on earth um yeah what what do you think it is well, what do you just, think another theory energy. was that it was like a good deed like you turned yourself yeah. into one good deed that who knows could snowball and like create a a, a ripple effect for that human you know I mean, maybe it's just it's energy they were putting their energy back into the universe literally it just so happens that that was positive energy that landed on that dude that caused him to pull trash out and give a trash to Michael. So you think it was pure coincidence? I, no, I, I, I think it was a cosmic, not accident, but you know, I, I do think it was the fact that it was Eleanor that caused that, but I think it was just positive energy. I think it was one of those like happy accidents that happens because everything happens for a reason. And in this case, the reason was that Eleanor and he were connected. So, all could be true. All of it could be true. My theory is that you have, when you, your matter 
turns into that little light dust and you have you have one choice to go somewhere. It's Jeremy Barramy. You can pop out anywhere you want. And that Eleanor knew that that guy was was going to throw away some of Michael's mail. And it was a very important piece of mail for Michael. It's, you know, the rewards club. He always wanted a rewards club <laughs> and that it would make him happy. And that also. I'm just guessing that Michael can somehow see in like nine dimensions. Sure. And that he Still? knew because it was a look on his face. Yeah. And there was a purpose in those words that yep. he knew at that moment for the last time Eleanor could hear him. And the mm. take it sleazy wasn't just to that dude. It was because he said with all the love in his heart, he was saying it to that matter of energy that was going to dissipate. Maybe. To or Eleanor. maybe. Or he saw, he saw through to our dimension and he was saying it to all of us. Their maybe. story is intertwined the whole way. That's, or maybe, I think that's the poetry of it. I think maybe she just became non-dairy neutrinos. <laughs> this is the last time, guys, that Kevin's going to tell me I'm wrong and that I probably am and might be, but I don't think so. Huh? so well, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know, and I love it. I love that they end the show. I How could they... And I get, we'll, we'll get to... We talked about this uh, pre, pre-game. We weren't sure how we were going to do this episode, but I think we're going to end with kind of like a... Let, let's just kind of give our feelings on this series as, as a whole. And as crazy as this show was for three seasons almost every episode for two plus almost for three full seasons the show turned on its head at the end of every episode somehow some way they made us think something that we previously didn't think was possible there's no way that a finale could have lived up to that not possible just not possible but the fact that they ended the show on a moment that people will now be able to debate forever unless Mike Shore or one of the people in the know tells us we could debate this as long as we wanted to. And I think that in and of itself is a brilliant way to end the show because it it does give you some of what that show ha- always has. And that's something to talk about. Absolutely. Let's give them something to talk about. So what do you guys think? Do we- do we want to talk about the uh, after show or any? Eh. I mean, it we, was it was short. It was, okay. it was, it was yeah. I, yeah, it was too short. I thought it, it should have been like a Talking Dead thing where they got a little therapy session going. But I agree. I mean, it was really fluff, so it was just. Yeah. Hey, there was a lot of commercial. Manny <laughs> bought a house. Hey, Eleanor. No, Manny almost Ty. bought a house. Almost. Mike yeah. Shore puts a kibosh on that. Yeah, I mean, they all looked amazing. Like they, they literally did. all looked amazing in that. Um, no, let, yeah. let's give our impressions of the whole series. Like, sure. you know, uh, I think for me, like Tim said, I loved the fact that it turned itself on its head every single episode. That was one of the big draws for me. Um, I'm I'm really I'm torn because I want both ways to have met God and the devil. And I feel like we met some of the devil in Sean. And I feel like we never got a counterpart to that. Like Michael grew into that, but that's because there was a vacuum. And I feel like we never met anyone that was on the other side pushing that this was their plan all along. And I respect the hell out of that. But I kind of wish I'd seen something of it, you know. And and I don't think there's a true bad episode in the entire series. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty much what I got. 
Yeah, I think like a lukewarm episode for this series is a better episode for any other show. Yeah. Like there just really wasn't, there was some lulls and stuff and some uh, episodes where it wasn't the greatest, but still it was great because of what they were trying to say, because of the jokes that they had in the show. Remember when I was catching up? Yeah. <laughs> that seems so long ago. I know. Like it seems like like we did that so long ago, but. Well, guys, um, it's almost been, just for the record, uh, We all it's almost two years. Wow. Jeez. We, so our first episode aired in, in uh, I think, the beginning of April of 2018, but we we started recording it, I think, a month before that. I know it was oh, like yeah. just after my daughter was born, and that was February 22nd. Um, you have a daughter? Just kidding. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, but it was like right around the same time. Like, it just happened that way. So, it's been uh, pretty much two years we've been doing this. Wow. Yeah. Holy cow. And then we're never going to see each other again. Nope. Wow. That's the contract we signed. <laughs> yep. Signed it with the Good Place Committee. <laughs> it was weird that we had to sign that in blood. I don't know, man. It was, it was fun. Blood oaths are always um, the best. Yeah, this was a good show. And I, I you know, what am I going to say? I recommend it. But of course, <laughs> we made a podcast about it. We spent so many hours talking about it. Of course, I recommend it. But... Um, the cool part was getting to share it with a lot of people and getting to see that a lot of people were excited about it and not only excited about the show, but excited about discussing the show and excited about us discussing the show because I mean, that's the sign of a good, you know, of a good TV series or a good movie or something when you're excited to hear everybody's opinion, when you're excited to voice your opinion and, you know, it's in a safe space because this show is so positive we felt like we could share our own opinions and y'all shared it a bunch in the facebook group so i'm glad y'all felt safe enough to to share your thoughts and stuff and that y'all welcomed our thoughts into your ear holes yeah in your ear holes yeah i i love that this show was at its core about positivity yeah. It, it took people who had negative aspects of themselves and, and turned them into good people, the best people maybe. But the show was always about positivity and it made it fun to talk about because you're just really watching the triumph of the human spirit and 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 people making good decisions for the sake of good decisions. And I mean, really not to take it in a certain way, but life is very contentious and negative right now and it's great to have something like this that just gives you an escape and and shows you what humanity is capable of perhaps yeah. if if we all looked at it with the right perspective and I, I for for a modern sitcom it just there's just such brilliance to that to to have the courage they had the courage to do many things one take on slightly deeper than normal philosophical topics do it in a way that was constantly positive change the direction of the show almost every week because you might have been comfortable and say i like where it is right now and if they changed it then that could have lost viewership but they said no we have a plan we know what we want to do and they stuck with it and then also to say i know when i'm done 
uh, you know, they could have kept going. They could have, yeah. like you said, there was plot devices, Jules, there's things they could have put into place to continue on the story, but would it have been as good? Maybe, probably not, but they knew they had a story to tell and, and that this was where they were comfortable wrapping it up. And Kristen Bell made a point in the after show that it did, you know, once again, kind of parallel life in that life is too short sometimes. And maybe the show is shorter than we wanted, but it's the length that we got and they made the best of it. So make the best of your life. And, you know, again, just lessons like that every week, just things that you can think about to, to, to reach positivity into your life. And then the actors that were involved, we were blessed with such great humans playing great humans. I mean, Tahani, uh, Jamila, Jamil was given an even bigger platform than she already had to share her body positive image with young girls, yeah. uh, you know, stop, literally stopping major corporations from selling products to young girls that were harmful to them, sure. causing makeup companies to take crap out of their ingredients she's done those things mm -hmm. partially because of the platform of this show uh i mean obviously the things that Kristen bell does for for humans but to be able to watch them and have them be such open and ted danson out there getting arrested for uh you know protesting <laughs> for for wonderful causes and many joining too. them yeah <laughs> right and it's just like it to for those actors humans to have been so open and honest about their life with us made following the show so much more fun to see that there really are hu wonderful positive humans not just actors playing wonderful positive humans and i think that was really cool yeah so it was just a, a whole air aura of positivity around it that really helped me enjoy this show so much yep so yeah and you can yeah <laughs> that's it dang dude yeah and you could see the positivity that they had for each other they're all going to be great friends and um that was the other thing so they toasted each other and i've always been the kind of person who gets emotionally attached to things tell you a little story about little timmy uh when i was a kid and obviously this doesn't resonate the same way anymore but i was a huge fan of the cosby show um I was a huge fan of Bill Cosby's Oof. comedy, but let's forget Bill Cosby, the Ooh. human. Hold on. Let's forget <laughs> Bill Cosby, the human. And let's go back and think about the Cosby show in the context of the 80s, which was a piece of television that showed African-American uh, family in a uh, in a position in socioeconomic culture that they hadn't been portrayed before and there was good moral lessons every week and you know how to raise good kids and how to be a good person it was all in there and I, when i was a kid i just thought it was the greatest show and i didn't know life without it i was born in 1982 i think it started in uh, 81 or whatever and when it went off the air i cried little nine-year-old Tim cried when the show left the air because every Thursday night for my life, all I had known was the Bill Cosby show. And I tend to get emotional around finales. I remember when Seinfeld was going away and the Green Day song, you know, Time of Your Life became kind of the unofficial theme song to that show's end. And I've separated from some of that emotion over the years because I'm an old guy now. But this one ended the show and this podcast and the thing that the three of us do every week, and for those of you who didn't listen previously, we also had 80 episodes of another podcast before this. 
And I don't know if we're going to keep doing podcasts. I think some of us would like to, but, you know, it's unknown. And I've done like 140 episodes with these guys, and it's been so enjoyable. And we met Jules by accident. Kevin found him on the Internet. And then I joined a couple weeks later and Kevin, uh, Jules has come and visited and stayed in Kevin's house. And Kevin and I are very particular people and we could argue opposite sides of the argument all day long and have Jules be a free flowing spirit in the middle has truly been a blessing to what probably wouldn't have worked between the two of us. Yep. <laughs> and so the fact that we found you on the Internet is some sort of cosmic energy falling from the sky that made all of this work and it's been really cool to enjoy this with you guys and for the maximum derricks and when we started the show i thought that we might have a chance to get a lot of listeners we definitely got more than i ever thought we would but we also got what is now 181 people in a group where most posts get seen by a good majority of them and you all participate and we yeah. know who you are and you share some of your life and we joke and we laugh. And I think the ending of the show, excuse me while I get emotional, had an extra impact because it's maybe saying goodbye to all of that too. And it's been awesome. And we thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for listening. And I thank you for being a part of the last, you know, almost two years of my life and uh, making it fun. So thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, all that. Thanks, because I can't talk. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? You guys have any? Any? Uh... No. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen after this, but stay subscribed to this because yeah. I guess we're gonna post another episode of you know updating on like, hey, if we're gonna do another podcast mm -hmm. of something else. Yep. Um. You can still like send us suggestions of what you would like us to do next because we're still. We still don't know. Um, yeah. So stay subscribed to this and uh, we'll probably post something if if there's a next chapter after this. Um, but yeah, thanks for doing this with us. And as Jules said, uh, if we get 20 reviews, you know how they toasted each other after the show? <laughs> if you guys want to toast us, you know, I mean, if you want to. If, Give us your complos. If we, get, we love them. If we get 20 complos we'll do another episode and we'll just read the complos and we'll Great. tell you if they were good or bad <laughs> wonderful so we'll keep track 20 all right um but this has been everything is fine a podcast dedicated to the hit nbc tv show the good place you can join the maximum derricks by going to facebook and searching everything is fine you will find us uh if you write enough reviews and listen we might be next to armchair expert uh right next to dax and monica We're my so friends close. uh as as the top search podcasts for the good place uh, you can go to instagram and search at everything is fine podcast you can go to www.nerdythingspod.com and add nerdythingspod and all social medias to keep track of what we may or may not do next but as always, guys, have a great rest of your bear me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>